Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Revelation chapter number four. Just going to read one verse, verse 11. Revelation chapter 4, verse 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for this service. Thank you for everything you've done, Lord. We appreciate you so much. God, and have your way, let the anointing break through everything, God, and let the word be deposited in the hearts of everyone here. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the glory, and everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. (laughs) Praise God. I want to preach on the subject, making heaven happy. Making heaven heaven happy. Amen. You know, the human race has struggled with pride and arrogance over its long history. Amen. Pride was what ultimately was Lucifer's downfall that led to rebellion and expulsion from heaven. Pride and arrogance were behind the building of the Tower of Babel in Genesis chapter 11. Nimrod uh, got the people together They all had one mind and one accord. And even God said, when these people put their minds together, nothing would be impossible to them what they imagine. Amen. But sadly, though technologically advanced we've become, amen, people sometimes are so advanced and so dependent on everything else, they don't need God. Amen. And they don't really remember or even think about their purpose, and the reason that we're really on this planet. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18 tells us, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And when man thinks he can do without God, things don't go well for them. Amen. One of the signs of the last days is found in 2 Timothy chapter number 3, and verse number 4, it, it talks about in the last days, uh, amen, you know, men shall be this and men shall be that. And those are along with the signs that Jesus talked about, earthquakes and, uh, you know, becoming more frequent and famines and pestilence and wars and rumors of wars. And those are, those are like physical signs that there would be, amen, moral signs. Uh, there would be attitude signs uh, of, of, the, of just the generation and the society. Amen. And one of those signs is in verse number 4, 2 Timothy 3. It said people would be high-minded. They'd be conceited. They would think that they don't need anybody else and that that's all they need. And they would also be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Amen. Praise God. And the extreme version of pride and arrogance is to not acknowledge the handiwork of God at all, to not even give any credence to the existence of the Creator of all things. Amen. Madeline Murray O'Hare 
was a well-known atheist activist in the United States. An atheist, of course, is a person who does not believe in the existence of God. In 1963, she founded an organization called American Atheist. And her organization, with her leadership, was responsible for the two landmark Supreme Court decisions which removed prayer from public schools. And there, there is the beginning of the public schools going down the tubes when you forbid people to pray and forbid those kids to pray. Amen. She was behind that. She and those who followed her, uh, amen, many years later, they succeeded in removing the Ten Commandments from the courtroom walls. And they even took the name of Jesus and forbid it to be spoken in commencement speeches, amen, in public high schools all over the land. Over the years... They've tried to even remove uh, the phrase one nation under God from the Pledge of Allegiance uh, and in God we trust from the back of our money. But thank God they haven't succeeded in that yet. Amen. Because in God we better trust. Hallelujah. Amen. And this is one nation under God. When this becomes a, a godless nation and this nation said, hey, we don't want you not only out of the school but get out of the country, then this nation's going to go down the tubes. Amen. Also in the mid-60s, the Soviet Union, that was during the Cold War and all that whole stuff, they sent one of their cosmonauts, and they were one of the first people to put a man in space. Amen. And one of those Russian and Soviet cosmonauts, he reportedly came back after his mission. Amen. And he said these words, I looked, and I looked, and I looked, but I didn't see God. And the Soviet Union was, of course, a communist nation. And they were also an atheistic nation. Amen. They, they, they no boast about that they were godless uh, and changed a lot of their, their cities from Saint this and Saint that to something else uh, to get rid of the, you know, that kind of a, uh, you know, identification. And then after this, this cosmonaut came back, uh, they put out a propaganda poster. Amen. Showing the cosmonaut floating. It was like, you know, kind of a cartoon. And he was, he was floating in space. And you see his hand to his eye going like this. There is no God. But sadly, you know, God isn't in the physical. He's in the spiritual realm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Heaven's not a physical place. Praise God. It's a spiritual place. Hallelujah. That only people will go that God will let go. Amen. These are all sad examples of people and governments denying the existence of the Almighty God. Amen. You can say all day long, someone can come and tell you, 2 plus 2 equals 5. And they'll believe it with all their heart. Amen. But I don't care if you believe something with all your heart. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Amen. If you don't believe God's Word is the, is the Bible, that's your prerogative. But that doesn't change the fact that the Bible's God's Word. So 2 plus 2 equals 4, no matter what you think it equals 5. Psalms 14 verse 1 said, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. That's a foolish person that said there is no God. And you know, there's a lot of atheists that when they get through certain things in their life, or they get down to the end of their life, they get on their deathbed, there's been a lot of atheists that converted to being praying people at the end of their life. Praise God. 
Romans chapter 1 verse 20 said, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, that, that even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. What does that mean? That means I can go around and see all the beautiful wonders of this world. I'm not talking about malls and stuff that we made. I'm talking about stuff that God made. Amen. And I can say, hey, the things that I can clearly see, I understand. Amen. We're made by the hand of an invisible God. Hallelujah. And he said, they are without excuse, those that don't believe in a God. That's like if there was some remote island somewhere. Let's just say, I don't know how much this is true anymore, but maybe, maybe back in the day, some remote island, uh, and there was a people, uh, some kind of tribal indigenous people that lived on that island that were completely cut off from all the rest of the world and technology or anything. All they knew was what their existence was and from their forefathers. And somehow, some way... From a shipwreck or something, a, a watch, maybe a pocket watch, or some watch washed up on the beach. And these people get, got this watch, and they're they really looking at it like, this is curious, this is weird, amen. And for them to say, hey, look at this, amen, this just happened by itself. This just kind of came in to be. Oh, no, amen. The watch, amen, shows me clearly that there's proof of a watchmaker somewhere, Somebody made that watch. It didn't just happen, praise God. It's proof of intelligent design. And this world didn't just come into a big bang. And we didn't just come out like this. Come on, people can't believe this. Amen. God made it all. He created heaven and earth. That's why if you can believe the first few words of the Bible, you can believe, you can believe that Jonah, amen, was swallowed by the whale. I, I can even believe that, jo that Jonah swallowed the whale. Amen, if that's for the story. Because if, in the beginning, God, if you believe that, you can believe the parting of the Red Sea. You can believe a little boy, 17-year-old boy, whipped up on a nine-foot giant with a slingshot. You can believe, amen, that Daniel went down in the lion's den and he used them as big, heated, purring, to, amen, uh, beanbag chairs all night and didn't get eaten by them. You can believe anything. Praise God. You can believe Peter walked on water. You can believe Jesus fed 5,000 with a little boy's lunch. You can believe anything. Hallelujah. In the beginning, God. That's the way it was. I'm talking about making heaven happy. So an atheist is therefore, I believe, the ultimate insult to heaven and God and everything it stands for because that person denies the very existence of the one that created them. Amen. Our text verse, Revelation 4.11, amen. The 24 elders, which were symbolic of the church, those are the ones, amen, that threw their crowns, took their crowns off their head and threw them at the feet of him that sat on the throne. And they cried these words, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you have created all things. And why did you do it? For your pleasure. They were created. This is all about pleasing God. It's all about God's pleasure. 
Oh, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. We don't even believe in a God. We don't do whatever. Amen. They got it all backwards. They better get back to the original thing. Hey, this is all about for his pleasure. He created Adam and Eve for his pleasure. He created us for his pleasure. Amen. And we've got to realize that when we become part of him, he, he buys us with his blood and then he purchases us with his spirit. Amen. And we are not our own. We're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which belong to God. Hallelujah. Talking about making heaven happy. Everybody wants to make everybody else happy. Everybody wants to make their own selves happy. I want to make God happy. I want to make heaven happy. Help us, God. Isaiah 43, 21, God said, This people have I formed for myself. I made them for me. They're mine. They shall show forth my praise. That means I was formed for him, and one of my significant purposes to be on this planet is to show forth his praise. That's not just to praise him. Amen. That's to give him praise by showing, amen, a life that's, that is complete in him, a life, amen, that holds on to the word of God, it being a witness and a light to this world, and people look, amen, and people will praise God because you live your life the way you do. People will come to God because you live your life, because you're making heaven happy, amen, other people are going to make heaven happy. Philippians 2, 13 said, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Amen. It's God working in us to his good pleasure. I know we have our own dreams and our own goals and we want to like do this and accomplish that. Amen. And, and maybe learn an instrument or do this hobby or, or take, you know, we got a bucket list and we want to check some things off. And God's all for all that. Amen. But he just wants us to know, amen, that through it all, our priorities need to be set correct and we need to make heaven happy through it all. Praise God. Making heaven happy doesn't mean we're going to be a miserable, sulking people like never having any fun. No, Christians have lots of fun. Praise God. Psalms 147, 11. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him and those that hope in his mercy. He taketh pleasure. Praise God. When we bring pleasure to God, it means we're pleasing God. And to please God is our a, a, really what we're here for. Amen. Pleasing God is bringing pleasure to God, which make heaven happy. Amen. Hallelujah. When we please Him, we'll be blessed. When we please Him, amen, and do His will, His hand will always be upon us. Praise God. There's benefits to pleasing God. Colossians 1.10 That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in knowledge of God. Amen. So when we please God, it brings success in our life and it increases our knowledge of God. And the more we know about God, the more we'll make heaven happy because we understand what it's all about. Praise God. Because I'm telling you, when we take our last breath, that's when it rubber meets the road. That's when it's the brass tacks. That's when we really see what it's all about and how we lived our lives. It's going to be that's what it's all about. Amen. I know we got all kinds of plans. 
And that's good. I want to get old and grow old too. Praise God. I, I don't want to die either. Amen. But we don't have any promise of tomorrow. So we better make heaven happy today and tomorrow. Praise God. And every day. Amen. First Thessalonians 4.1 Ye ought to walk and to please God so you would abound more and more. So walking and pleasing God makes us abound more and more. Abound means to exceed, excel, increase, be in abundance more and more in our life. Amen. Jesus said, Amen. I, I will give you life and I'll give it to you more abundantly. Praise God. He said, in the world you will have tribulation. We understand that. He didn't promise us, amen, perfect peace. Uh, uh, you know, well, he did promise us perfect peace, but he didn't promise us perfect, you know, times. And we'd never be sick and we'd never have problems and we'd never have issues and we'd never wonder about things. He just said, you know what, I'll be with you through it all. Praise God. Amen. He said, in the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. You stick with me, you'll overcome the world. Praise God. You make heaven happy as part of your daily life. Amen. And you're going to be okay. Keep your priorities right. Amen. 1 John 3.22 Whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him because we keep His commandments and do those things which are pleasing in His sight. Amen. I think that if we... That this verse can be reversed, amen, because I think the second part has to be done before the first part happens, amen. If we keep his commandments and do those things which are pleasing in his sight, then we will receive whatever we ask of him. But some people, they see the first part of that verse and say, you know what? I haven't received everything I've ever asked for, of him. Amen. So I'm wondering what's going on. Well, have we always kept his commandments? Uh, maybe not always. Oops. Okay. Have I always done that which is pleasing in the sight? And no. Could that be the reason I didn't get everything I asked for? Uh, yes. So he's not lying in this verse? Uh, no. Yeah, he said, whatever I ask, I'll receive. Yeah, but there's always a, a quid pro quo or there's always a, you know, an exception. There's always a something. There's an if and a then. And if we don't do the if, we don't get the then. And amen, the if just happens to be after the then in this verse. But we got to keep his commandments. Do those things which are pleasing in his sight. When we were growing up as kids, for the most part, I'm just saying for the most part, because parents aren't perfect. No, no parents are perfect. But for the most part, when we, when we would keep the commandments and the rules of the house, and we would even go above and beyond and do things we weren't even asked to do, which is very rare. Amen. Usually you have to be, you know, hey, I told you to clean that room up 50 times. All right, all right. So if I ever did it without being asked, you know, then, you know, we're calling paramedics because, you know, parents are having heart attacks, not believing that I'm the same kid or whatever. But if we kept the commandments of the house and even did a little extra, things would go good for us for the most part. We'd get extra stuff. We do it, hey, you know what? They do extra ice cream for that guy. I'm like, all right. But then we don't remember that. We go back to our old ways. Then we wonder, where's the ice cream? Said it all dried up. That's because I stopped doing commandments. I'm getting tired of it. Amen. Then they start charging me for every unmade bed and for every sock on the floor, every t-shirt and underwear. It's cost me a nickel, a dime. And back in the 70s, hey, a nickel is a lot of money. 
You could buy penny candy back then, everybody. All you kids right now, you don't know what penny candy is. There's no such thing. You don't even worth, don't even hurt your back picking up a penny. It's not worth anything. Leave it on the ground. You don't get good luck because we don't believe in luck. We believe in Jesus. So it's no point in picking a penny up anymore. Amen. But when we were kids, I'd get $2 for allowance. And $1, I'd go down to TGNY on my bike. I would buy 100 pieces of individually wrapped candy in a little bag and walk home thinking I was the richest kid in the world. And half of it would be gone by the time I got home. Amen. Praise God. But God is like that. We get extra stuff. He'll do more for us. Amen. He doesn't have favorites, but he will bless those that keep his word. So that's just the bottom line. Amen. Some of the kids just didn't get as much as the other kids. It wasn't favorites. It was like, hey, this one's just, I don't know what's going on with this one. It's not paying attention or whatever. Amen. But we will receive our petitions and requests from him when we please him. You know, there are three times where the Bible records that heaven rejoiced in general terms. Amen. And when I say heaven, I mean the angels rejoiced. You know, God rejoiced. Everybody, you know, everything up there. You know, we read about the creatures with the four faces. Maybe they're rejoiced. You know, everything that's up in heaven, we read about. It was rejoicing. The first time was when God created the earth. In fact, we read about it in the book of Job. Job, you know, God was trying to get through to Job and through all of his problems. And then finally, Job had a little attitude. You know, I mean, you know, you got to cut him some slack. He was going through quite a bit. If you read what happened to him and his family and his body and his wife and all that stuff. Amen. But he got a little attitude. And then God had to say, look, buddy, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? And then he went on to say in Job 38, 7, When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Morning stars and sons of God in this context is another way of saying that all the angels of heaven. They could not create with God, but they were like cheerleaders. Amen. On the sidelines with their little pom-poms. Go God. Go God. You're doing good. You're doing good. I don't know if that's how you do it, but... I mean, Alyssa can give me some more pointers later. Amen. But you know what I mean? Amen. They were on the sidelines. Woo! We shouting for joy. Amen. Heaven was made happy when the earth was being formed. The second time was at the birth of Jesus. Remember in Luke chapter 2? The shepherds are up there by night. Amen. They weren't even near the manger or they were a little bit ways away. They were out there with their flocks and the angels showed up and said, Hey, didn't you know? Amen. Get over to Bethlehem. There's something exciting in that little stable outside the inn. Praise God. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill to men. The angels, heaven was happy again. A very exciting thing. And the third time recorded in the Bible that heaven rejoiced over what was taking place. Amen. Was in Luke chapter 15. There was three parables. One of a lost sheep. Out of a hundred sheep, one got lost. One was a, of a lost coin. The lady had ten coins of her dowry, and one of them got lost in the house. And then there was a prodigal son. Those first two, the sheep and the coin, they ended, amen, with the same exact verse wording 
Amen. And it said, I say unto you, Luke 15, verse 7 and 10 were the same, that likewise, like this man that was excited to find that sheep alive and not beaten, eaten by the wolves, amen, he went home and he said, rejoice with me, I found my sheep, woo! And he called everybody together and had a party. And the lady, she found the coin, oh, I found the coin, hey, come on over, let's have, uh, you know, ribs. Let's call it pizza, let's go, woo! Amen. And then he said, in both the ends of that story, after that, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth. Amen. Sister Sanchez shared that there was 32 people that repented of their sins. Amen. And they started the process of getting Jesus in their lives when they went down to Mexico. They don't go down just to visit their parents. Amen. Or their family. Or have a good time on vacation. They go down and preach and, and baptize. I went down with them. Amen. Back in 2001. Just for a couple days. We baptized 17 in a swimming pool. We, it was like we weren't resting anyway. We were going all over the place. Amen. We went to a Ben's home and preached there. Sister Sanchez priest we did all kinds of stuff amen it's revival praise god but but heaven was happy amen just with one sinner not even 32 they're even happier amen but just one that's why one soul is more important than anything else amen what shall you give in exchange for your soul praise god it's not it's worth more than the whole world that's why jesus would have died for one soul that's why heaven stops and rejoices The angels of heaven rejoice at one sinner that says, I'm done with this world. I'm done with this devil. I'm going to come out of the miry clay. I'm going to get my feet on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. Praise God. Amen. So you see, folks, we have to be in tune with what makes heaven happy. Because what makes heaven happy is what's important to heaven. What makes heaven happy is what heaven's really focused on on this earth. Amen. It's vital that we understand what, what makes heaven happy so we can rejoice and live our lives. Amen. Accordingly with heaven. I want to rejoice with heaven. Amen. And God's going to use us to win souls. Yeah, we can go on vacation too. Yeah, we can have fun too. Yeah, we can check off our bucket list too. But you know what? You can be a witness wherever you go. You can be the light of the world, the salt of the earth, and just show the face of the shine of the face of Jesus on your heart. Amen. When you go anywhere, when you're on vacation, when you're this or that, you still can show people who you are. Making heaven happy. Heaven rejoices when souls are delivered from the pits of hell. Heaven rejoices when our name is written in the book of life. Heaven rejoices when our lives are lived according to God's will and God's word. Amen. Heaven will rejoice when we focus our lives on doing God's will, amen, along with everything we have to do in our lives. You know, provide for our families, you know, get some rest for ourselves, amen, get something to eat, you know, do the chores around the house. We got to do all that stuff, right? But all through it all, we can be praising God and thanking God and kind of keeping in the back, middle, and front of our mind that, uh, well, what, what does heaven want me to do to, you know, make him happy today? Amen. Seek first his kingdom. 
That's why Jesus said, didn't you know I must be about my father's business? I need to be about my father's business. Amen. I need to be making heaven happy. Praise God. That's what it's all about. If I can do that and that's my focus, then God will add all these things that I want to do on the side. Amen. Praise God. Would you stand with me? Thank you, Lord. Amen. I feel like heaven's smiling right now. I feel like heaven's happy. Because we've got some people in here that are focused on what needs to be happening. But we got some people, that's what preaching's all about. You know what preaching and teaching is, right? It's just a, a reminder. It's, hey, remember what God said about this. Hey, remember what God said about that. Hey, don't forget about what God said about that. I know we read our own Bibles. Amen. But we got to hear preaching and teaching too. Hallelujah. I've read my Bible many times and then someone preached that same verse that I read 50 times and I never got what that guy preached about. Amen. Out of that what he preached. We're just reading it. Amen. Amen. Those that hear the word are more blessed than those that read the word. We need to read it. But those that hear it and those that do it because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God not by reading. It doesn't say faith comes by reading but I think we should still read. And I think God will still increase our faith when we read. But it specifically says, faith cometh by hearing the word of God. Amen. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.